see trees of green Red roses too I see them bloom For me and you And I think to myself Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box, recorded in our beautiful Mesquite, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone of all ages. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, or find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, or on Facebook as Mesquite Fine Art Center, also on Facebook, the Art Box. Steve, we're in Floyd's kitchen slash art studio slash house, and I'm amazed. Uh, you know, I just asked him where he actually lives because the whole house is right. a studio. It's and, a slash house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love your artwork, Floyd. Well, thanks. It's it's uh, it's my whole life, as you can see, where I've taken over every room in the house because I live alone, and uh-huh. and so. Uh, I just live with me and my art. <laughs> it's fantastic, and each piece seems to have its own life. Well, each one has its own story, that's yeah. for sure. I guess that's the case for every artist, that uh, there are different reasons leading up to wanting to do that particular painting, and then the story within the story of how it ha- might happen to have evolved into something maybe different from what you originally or what I originally started out to do, and then have it, uh, for better or worse, change midstream. I understand. Uh, now, I was just looking at your huge piece that you're working on, the Grand Canyon, and a storm coming over it. Um, what's the length of that piece? It looks like it's a, uh, three feet by six feet. I thought it was six feet long. That's an amazing piece. And I'm fortunate to be able to see it at the intermediate stage. Yeah, right? that, that's about right, because I've got uh, one month to finish it now <laughs> before the uh, for the July exhibit at the gallery. So Okay, well, it'll be fantastic. So I'm seeing a lot of soft work in it right now, and I'm assuming at some point you're going to come in and make some hard edges. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that you, you point it out that way, because when I do a piece of art, especially a landscape, I, I like so much to think in terms of depth. So I like to start at the farthest away point first and to, to intentionally make that the softest part of the image and then uh, do it almost layer by layer working from the back of the subject coming forward. So in, in the case of the Grand Canyon here, I, I've got the the sky and and the uh, very distant part of the Grand Canyon almost to the other side, which you can barely see. And then as you get closer, there, there's more definition of rock. And then I'm going to add the, the rainstorm with the lightning strike coming. That'll be the very last thing that I do. And as you see, that things are in the, that are in the distance are lighter and cooler, correct? 
And as you go forward, you're going to have more vibrant color as well. well. And then to have that where, mm -hmm. even though it's a rainstorm in the distance, because of the massiveness of, of the Grand Canyon, mm -hmm. in fact, that's what, what adds to the, to the massiveness, is to have sunshine actually coming through at the same time yes. as there is a rainstorm. So mm -hmm. to me, that's the storytelling part of it. <laughs> Yes, and that's just fantastic the way you have captured that. Well, hopefully it will be by the time I finish, so <laughs> if I ever finish. <laughs> you will. Um, when you're choosing a piece of maybe, a, I'll use, for example, a landscape, how do you decide what has good design? This is a photograph I'm reference I'm going to use or this is the design I'm going to make. What key things do you look for um, to make a good design for your, a piece of art? I like to be able to adjust the composition of a photo that I see into uh, making it more dramatic. Mm -hmm. Like in, in the case here, there's, there's only the, the slight definition of a rainstorm coming in and no no lightning strike but uh, by adding lightning in the sky off in the distance I think that'll be an interesting contrast between that and still because of the size of the Grand Canyon you can still have sunlight hitting hitting the forward part of the composition sure. so sure so when you're talking about composition, I learned like the rule of thirds, try to put your focal point in a certain spot. Uh, can you tell a little bit about what you would do to make a good composition? I, I think first and foremost, if I'm doing a, a landscape, is to make sure that uh, the vanishing point, the horizon, isn't at the halfway point of the, mm -hmm. the canvas. Sure. Because there's... There's nothing more uh, unappealing or unoriginal than to see a landscape painting where you've got a, a straight line going across the middle of the canvas. Right. And, and whether it's a straight line with, with something else on the horizon or not, it still it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So I, I like to think in terms of at least, like in this case, it's about it's just about one third uh, the uh, the vanishing point mm -hmm. across and I could have even made it more but I wanted to have the sky big enough for the lightning uh, to be part of the storytelling mm -hmm. so but I, I think the most the most dramatic in fact we talked about that at the 100th broadcast today is that uh, the the drama that can be involved with the sky painting even if, if the main subject point is a like say a covered wagon coming across the prairie, if you have that at the very bottom of the painting, the lower one fourth, and have three fourths of it to be sky, it's gonna it's gonna over dramatize uh, the subject matter. Even though you're having most of it to be the sky, your eyes automatically gonna be all the more drawn to to a, a lone stagecoach going across or a covered wagon. So it's it's uh, it's kind of interesting. It's like be, 
playing movie director on a on a movie set to try to make every painting as dramatic as possible. Oh, sure. Now, I've noticed that you have some hard and soft edges on, on your painting already. What are some ways that artists can make soft edges? There's various ways, correct? Well, it's almost like, uh, like I, I'm a frustrated uh, watercolorist. So I have such admiration for someone like you who, who handles watercolors so magnificently. But it's, it's that, that soft edge training that comes with using watered-down acrylics and, and letting the, the colors uh, intentionally flow into one another and not trying to, I mean, intentionally not wanting to have a hard edge for the things farther in, in the distance. And then as you get closer and closer to the foreground, is to try to bring out more and more of the hard edge to the point of it to be just like a razor sharp mm -hmm. image in the foreground. One of the things that I do in my paintings, if I want to have a soft edge, is I may use different colors, but they'll be the same value. Do you ever do that? It, exactly, right. And then not only that, sometimes, in fact, very often, I did that several times on, on this painting, where I'll, I'll get it done almost to my satisfaction, and then after it's done to be almost all right, I'll put yet another very, very thin layer of very translucent uh, white mixed with a lot of water going over both the sky and the skyline sure. to, to just mesh the two together even more so. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, Floyd, thank you so much for talking with us today about your current piece that you're working on. You are very you're, welcome, Linda. I just so enjoyed looking at all the, the work you have in your home slash studio, and I hope that I will be able to come back and talk to you in the future about more of the pieces you're working on. Well, my home slash studio and I both thank you very much. <laughs>